Red Bull. Yo. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? Good. Excited about this uh, <clears throat> Carl Sanders coming back on the show, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, we'll get a little redo. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Although we've got a few interviews under our belt. <clears throat> yes. Seasoned veterans now. Yeah, right. <laughs> How's it going, Chop? All right, gentlemen, how are you? <clears throat> Mr. Top, what's up? Not much. I'm ready for a return of Mighty KFS. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I've seen a clip, it was on Facebook or whatever, and they're back in the studio finally working on a new Nile album. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I definitely want to ask him about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got some questions about his Saurian uh, series of uh, his instrumental stuff, his side project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, learned, a a little, learned a little more about that. I'm like, oh, this is really interesting, actually. I was listening to that first one today. Like, this is great, like background music. That'd be that's good stuff to have on if you're just doing something creative. Mm-hmm. That's freaking mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, there's some really good yeah. stuff on that. It's really uh, yeah. That's the first thing I want to ask me a lot. Carl, <laughs> how are hey, you, man? All right. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. Great, right, great. Yeah, it's so good to see you all again. Yeah, you yeah. too, oh, man. Thank you so much for coming back. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. You just never know sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is better than football uh, on Sunday. Damn straight right. it is. We're entertaining, man. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, we've got a great show for you lined up. We got a lot of fun. Um, and we're just grateful that you that you spend some time with us. So thanks again. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we appreciate um, the redo. Uh, yeah, that's you were right. our, you were our very first musician that we ever right. interviewed on this show. So. Very first big rock star. No, yeah. seriously, we had just started. Oh. We were only in about eight or nine episodes, I think. Right. And um, you know, because it was during the pandemic, and you, and that's when I contacted you because you were doing guitar lessons. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask Carl if he wants to come on our show. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you were the first one, and we've been we've been hitting it big. Uh, you know, doing it ever <laughs> since. It's kind of been awesome. You guys seem to have it completely together uh, when I saw you. So, oh well, awesome. We kind of felt like we were kind of bumbling and a little, <laughs> little dumb, but you know, hey, <laughs> great. Yeah. No, it's like we're doing a little better yeah. now. Yeah, yeah we've, we've got... gotten to interview dozens of uh, musicians now over the last year, year and a half. Yeah. Now we've been doing this. So, yeah, it's, it's been, been pretty, great. pretty amazing. So, yeah, we just were, we were very honored to be able to interview one of the last interviews, Eric Wagner. You know, and uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, had, yeah. Uh, yeah just uh that was a tragic. I mean just just in July, just like a few weeks before he passed. You know, he was just getting ready to go on tour and yep. yeah, it was just uh you know, just horrible. You know, I'm just I'm a huge trouble fan and uh from way back. Oh day. right, the skull. The, oh yeah. I know, right? Great record. Yeah. And, and he was uh, such a great guy and a fun interview. We were having some yeah. technical issues, and he was so cool just hanging out. And, like, he didn't bail on us. Mm-hmm. You know, it took us a while to work everything out. And yeah, and that's there. when we switched over to Zoom, fun. which has been life, you know, so much yeah. easier than that horrible fucking Discord. We our band meetings on Zoom. Like, five yeah. minutes ago, I was – George was in Athens. I was here, and the uh, guy we were talking to was in Baltimore. Now, wow. That's awesome. The technology is just great. It allows mm-hmm. us to come together like this. It's amazing. We're living in a Star Trek episode. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah. Before we get going, uh, Carl, uh, how much time are you uh, able to give us today? So I want to make sure we structure our show around that. Well, shit. 
Um, what did we write on the calendar? One second while I pop open my calendar. Mm-hmm. I am yeah, we got a strict time calendar. limit. We just want to make sure we uh, yeah respect that we don't babble past it. <laughs> well, I got from four to five with you guys. So. Okay, excellent. <clears throat> All right, well, let's begin and we'll, we'll we'll get to it. We got we got a brand new game that we're going to be playing with you today. So I hope we get <laughs> and to. And this it. wasn't my idea either. So no, <laughs> don't, don't, don't look at me. <laughs> we got we got some good stuff. We got a lot of games. Uh, yeah, we, we got a pretty fun format, Carl. We're going to have a good time. Uh, you guys look like you play some dangerous games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. We, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, you mean this danger is our middle names? That's right. In the danger zone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, well, let's let's get into it. This is Matt Thompson from King Diamond, and you're listening to Heavy Metal Horror. Hi, I'm Montag, Master of Illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. Hey, this is Chop Top, and this one's going to be nihilistic, so stay up here. <laughs> and you're Red Bull. And you are watching and listening to Heavy, heavy Metal, metal Horror. Oh, kiddies. We've got a great fucking show tonight. It is the triumphant return of Carl fucking Sanders. Oh, Carl. Welcome back to Heavy Metal Horror, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Um, yeah, for the, for the longtime listeners, they know you know that you were the first big rock star that we ever talked to, and uh, so it is it is really nice to have you come back. Um, so you know, let's get right into it. You have a new album out, Sorry and Apocalypse. It's dark and brooding. It's very atmospheric. Um, we all we all like listening to it. We all enjoy it. Um, I, I kind of call it like death metal's answer to chill beats. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what inspires you to create these sonic albums, these musical albums? Uh, I like to chill out. Um, right? But if I want some chill out music, I, I need some that's like Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. Um got some dark exotic elements some sci-fi some you know frank herbert you know wrapped up in there somehow some way mm-hmm. um yeah so just normal chill out music just doesn't quite do it for me i, I gotta make my own variety the the kind that you know alligators and crocodiles they were chilling out what would they listen to that's, that's my audience. We're nice. a bunch of reptile, reptile-brained audience. That's probably very accurate. <laughs> that's excellent. It's a great scene in uh, one of the Cheech and Chong movies where a uh, girl goes into the kitchen and there's a pile of Ajax uh, on a paper plate, and she, of course, snorts the whole thing and turns into a reptile. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. I remember that classic. <clears throat> yeah, um, I, I've, oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead, man. I just had a question along that same that the 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 Saurian, like what is now a trilogy of albums, has this underlying story. You know, you talked about it. These reptiles and this this apocalypse that happens. So, how did? I mean, it's an instrument. These are instrumental albums, not necessarily 
need a story to go along with them or do you as a as a writer of music does that help you lock into the kind of music you're you're writing and yes that's so well said it it helps me frame the songs like you know, since they're mostly instrumentals the human voice is just used in strange ways like the thing that helps me write it and have a direction and a path is it has a, a story it's it's a concept something happens right and because i have that underlying you know story beneath it for better or worse i've got a script that i'm you know i'm scoring them uh, you know, for an imaginary film, like theme for an imaginary Western, so old Leslie West mountain song, right? Theme for an imaginary. Well, this is like theme for an imaginary sci-fi movie, but it helps coalesce like the pieces. So in my mind, they're organized and they're telling a story that's coherent in my mind, you know, to other listeners. I'm sure, you know, the experience is probably, different for anyone listening it but in my mind i see the whole fucking movie as i'm writing it so could you like lay out for maybe for people who are not familiar with the story sort of the general story as it's gone through these three albums of what's going on there you know underneath um well this uh the first record was more or less meditation music for crocodiles <laughs> and, and it came about because uh my kid was you know like five-ish six-ish and one of the things that we enjoyed doing was going to the alligator and crocodile farms uh while visiting down in florida right so i don't know if you guys have ever been to an alligator farm right we'll confirm no recognition on anybody's <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're okay. all in northern ohio uh, well, alligators. what if we alligator crocodile farms great it's like a big farm it's all swampy and wet you know there's lots of water ponds and whatnot but also pens you know where they they keep hundreds of crocodiles and they breed them and uh you can come and visit them like it's kind of like a zoo, except they're all, you know, wandering around free, you know, and you're kind of elevated so that, you know, you're not actually mixing it up mm-hmm. with them <laughs> like a petting zoo. <laughs> it's not like it's it's more like an observation zoo, except there was this one of the ones we went to. It was near Gainesville. No, near Jacksonville. Sorry. And uh, they did a thing where every day at like two o'clock, same time every day, at the edge of the pond, they would open up the gate. Was, you know, they got a big fence, you know, so the alligators and crocodiles stay in the pond. They got a big fence. They open the fence and take a wheelbarrow full of steaks, raw steaks, cut huge, you know, like thirty ounce steaks, right? A whole wheelbarrow form, and for twenty bucks, you can stand there with the wheelbarrow full of steaks, <laughs> toss them to the fucking alligators, and they all know. They all come same time every day. Show up there. There's twenty, thirty of them, all piled right there in a pile, mouths open, going ah, 
feed me the steak. So okay. you're at arm's length from 10, 12, 14 <laughs> foot alligators and crocodiles. So it's one thing to observe an alligator from a distance. It's quite another thing to be arm's length and their mouths are open. And if it were just one, it would already be terrifying. It would raise the hairs on the back of your primordial neck because you realize, oh, you know, this guy could fucking eat me. He can outrun me. He can outswim me. If he bites me, I, he's getting something, an arm, a leg. Yeah. I'm not getting out of this, right? <laughs> uh, but when there's 20 or 30 of them that close to you, dude, every hair on the back of your neck will fucking stand up. It's like a rush like you've never had in your fucking life to be that close Predators, nothing in between you and them. Wow. Hair standing. I really felt a lot. So the best 20 bucks you ever spent, in other words, right? <laughs> best yeah. 20 bucks I ever spent. My, my, my kid <laughs> throwing steaks right to the alley and the And this one wants one. And this one wants one. And, yeah, it's a blast. Nice. So, okay, so we're heading out the crocodile farm. And... When we're observing them and they're chilling out and they're resting, like floating in the water, laying in the sun, doing whatever. Like, if you look in their eyes, they seem to be not there. As if they've teleported their souls to some other dream vista or some other dimension or somewhere. Because you look in there, it's it, they're cold reptile eyes. You can feel the ancientness of them. These these guys have been around for, you know, 100 million years. You can feel that, right? If you've got any sensitivity at all, you can feel that when you look in their eyes. So I start wondering to myself, okay, what does a crocodile dream about? When they're going to this faraway place, what's on their mind? What are they listening to? I'm going to make meditation music for crocodiles. <laughs> Did you ever bring the music down to the farm and play it for the, for the crocodiles? <laughs> you know, they don't pay royalties. So. <laughs> all right. I've seen videos of people playing like violins and then the cows all come to them and things like that. I thought maybe you could be like the crocodile whisperer. You know, that yeah. would be a great idea for a video. I'm totally stealing that. Um, <laughs> sure. No problem. See, if needed people to show up for the shows, you know, it's hard to sometimes find your audience. I got a built-in captive audience. There you go. Right? And, a, and a wheelbarrow full of steak. So, yeah, nice. So, at, at that point, had you already started working on music that would become the Saurian stuff? And this idea yeah, kind of just right worked suddenly. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you just thought, this is the perfect idea to kind of... This is, uh... this is how I finished the record, right? I only had, like... Okay. You know, songs at that point and you know kind of a vague idea well what do i want to do but then it, it all it coalesced now i had like a purpose right now and now it's specific right i've got some kind of path 
to guide me, right? And that was that was really cool, right? So Saurian meditations. It's you know meditation music from crocodiles, and it's been around a long time, you know, in my mind. Right? It's been there since the earliest days of humanity and before. So it's really ancient sounding music. Mm-hmm. And it uses chord progressions that, you know, lizards would have thought of, not people. <laughs> right. right. So, so yeah, sorry, meditation. So a couple of years later, when I had, you know, sorry, exorcisms. Okay. Well, what is that? That would be like if you spent too much time listening to Saurian meditations and you spent too long dwelling in there, well, now someone's got to come and pull you back out. You're going to need some Saurian exorcisms. That's why the girl on the cover of it, who's clearly in distress and need of help, (laughs) and there's all these spiritual... uh, Reptiles surrounding her, lizards, beasts, dinosaurs, what have you. It's their spirits that have possessed her. That's why she needs the exorcism. So don't spend too much time listening to ornamentations, or this is what will happen to you. A cautionary tale. Did this happen to you? Did you spend too much time in the reptile? In a manner of speaking, if you spend too long meditating in alternate dream altered states uh, I think it's it's not necessarily healthy I think a limited dose of transcendental experience is all any of us really actually need <laughs> everything in moderation yeah those albums definitely have that vibe to them and you you talk about ancient that it those capture that that vibe a lot you they they sound ancient like really like some distant past power from the past you know that's what those really evoke when i when i listen to them so and that's cool one of my mom's friends um he's a, a minister out in uh new mexico and he has this crazy thing it's not too different from the david ike conspiracy theories, but what he believes is the long-dead spirits of the Earth's first masters, the dinosaurs, their spirits are still lurking around, and they hate us. They really think we're no good for this planet. No, mankind's come along, we really don't deserve to be here and we're fucking the whole motherfucking place up for everybody else so they're kind of malevolent towards us although they're not necessarily malevolent in the grand scheme of things they just hate us because well we're vain selfish creatures who think we're the most important thing on the planet and we don't mind fucking up our world for everybody else not that I'm a fucking tree hugger (laughs) I'm not a leftist climate nut but you know what? <laughs> we could do a whole lot better job of taking care of our planet than what we're doing. Um, so they kind of have a point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not totally wrong. <laughs> right? These dinosaurs that are mad at us, right? They're long dead spirits that are lurking around. They're not totally wrong. 
So the royal family aren't shape-shifting reptiles, you're saying? It's not quite that deep? <laughs> I, I'm... If we were to look at our world leaders today, it would be hard to successfully argue in court that they're not actually <laughs> lizards in disguise. <laughs> by their and I don't care which side of the aisle you're on, Republican, Democrat, they're all inhuman reptiles who don't give a fuck about any of us. Um, you make a point. <laughs> Well, I'm going to steer the conversation away from the wonderful albums onto some of the things that, that we'd like to talk about. Um, oh, wait, I've got one more with the Saurian stuff. Sorry. Okay. I guess one follow up. You did mention you'd mentioned when you were writing them, you have this uh, almost a movie going in your mind, you know, as you're writing these things and you're picturing this stuff. Have you considered any kind of like multimedia releases along these lines with this story, a movie? novels graphic novels or uh, animated i think some kind of animated thing would be great to go along with this have you considered I, anything like I, that i think this cool as an animated uh movie um yeah uh while i was working on the record uh i realized that there was so much to these stories that it was more than just album lyrics or even liner notes on an album it would i just started writing and every song kind of corresponds loosely to a chapter in the book and it turned into a 50,000 uh, word short sci-fi novel oh um i did two drafts yeah uh michelle mercado uh helped me with some of the writing um she's actually a better writer than i am i I'm a totally novice writer. I can write great metal songs. That does not necessarily mean that you're also <laughs> much of an author. So I might have a good story, but, you know, it's a whole art. You know, I think uh, more respect should be shown to the great writers of our time. Hear that, Dreadful? So he said great that? he said great writers. Oh but you would I heard never word. You never know word. how great my writing is. Did you don't yeah, read I've, it? I have read it. I just couldn't make it through. <laughs> you gotta sell more than ten copies to be a great writer. <laughs> I would if my friends would buy them. I didn't. <laughs> okay, look, now we're derailing the show. Yes, okay, yeah. sorry, Montag. Well, you, can, yeah. you can take it from there. <laughs> um uh, well, well, you know, Niall just got off this really great tour. Carl, and, and that's what we'd like to talk to you a little bit, ask some questions about touring life. Um, and so what is your favorite food to eat while on the road? Steak, duh. Well, there we go. I guess I guess the, the Saurian calls for the steak. Raw steak? Raw steak. Uh, well, I like medium rare. Um, okay. Pretty on our day, wherever we are on this planet, you know, if it's our day off, the one thing that we do together is when we meet for steaks and drinks on our day off. No matter what city we are, what country we are, we find a steakhouse. It's one our one little like thing that this band does. Go eat some motherfucking steak. And you know what? For a while we had a bass player whose girlfriend told him he had to become a vegetarian, right? So this became an issue, right? <laughs> he couldn't eat steak anymore. 
But he did show up, and he would eat a salad, and he looked at us like longingly, sadly. <laughs> yeah. Hope that that the yeah. relationship didn't last very long, right? It, it did is. not. Okay. It did not. So it's a happy yeah. ending for everybody, <laughs> right? Win-win. You can't eat salad in front of steak eaters and, uh, and be happy. Yeah, no, you can't be happy. Out of my way. You no, can't yeah. be happy. Have like salad, you know, before the steak, right? You order your steak and they bring the salad first, mm-hmm. and then you get your steak and potato. Yeah. You know, that's cool. Yeah, that's the proper place for a salad <laughs> to manifest itself. Because you know, steak is following. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You got it figured out. Why we have canines and rend- rending teeth? <laughs> really mash up that lettuce. Okay, Carl. What is the most outrageous touring story you can share? With, I know you don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but you gotta have some crazy road stories, man. I do. I'm just trying to figure out what's what's okay to say. You can say but anything. I know I, I can't <laughs> say anything, and I'm often guilty of, of saying anything, but uh, I'm trying to find uh, something that's at least an NC-17 uh, oh, rate kind of you, okay we, We're on unrated shirt. Yeah, so, so. We're not family-friendly. We're so not family-friendly in the slightest. <laughs> Kids, beware. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Story time. That's right. Um. Wow. Oh, so many to choose from. Yeah, do I choose like the adventure story? Do I choose the pain and suffering story? Do I choose the violent story, the sex and the drugs stories? <laughs> um, you got like a, almost like a, a, a full house. So, I mean, just, just choose which one you think would uh, be the most fun to tell. The most fun to tell. All right. Um, Hmm. I know we waited so long. The buildup is is just unbearable. Yes, it better uh, be yeah. good. <laughs> okay, don't right. let it down. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Let's go with uh, death and and mutilation stories. Um, so it's like uh, nineteen ninety nine, maybe two thousand or so. Black Seeds of Vengeance. So it would have been two thousand. And we were touring, and uh, it was an underground tour, and we were playing, I think it was Milwaukee, no, St. Paul, Milwaukee, at the Inferno. I don't know if you guys ever been to the Inferno back in the day, but it was just uh, in an old-ass motherfucking building downtown. Uh it was a dead winter. Snow piled up like eight, nine feet outside. Hello. The room where we were playing in the Inferno, the snow was piled up on three sides of the building of that floor, right? Because it's on the roof. It was the top thing. It was the roof and the building. It was really old. And... It was really run down, really shitty. They should have never put a show there because they were trying to cram 300 people into a room that should have hold 75 or 80. 
Well, there was really, really, really poor wiring in this building. It was awful. Uh, the kind where everything you do, you get fucking shocked because nothing's properly grounded. Um, and for those who are familiar, if you're playing the electric guitar and it's not properly grounded, you might be okay. All right. <laughs> in perfectly dry, safe circumstances, you'd be okay. But as soon as your hands are touching the, the metal strings and you touch the metal grill on the microphone, which is on a different power system, because that's the PA. It's not the same power you know, loop as your electric guitar. So you become the shortest path to ground for not just one electrical system, but two, right? And if you're in Europe and you're, this happens to you, it's 220s, not just 110. You can die from it in Europe. But here in the States, it's just 110. Okay, so because there was, you know, snow piled up, you know, three sides around this uh, building that we're in, as soon as you put 300 people in a room that's only big enough to hold 75 or so, the temperature goes way up. Well, well, anybody knows, anybody who's ever had a cold drink on a hot summer day, condensation occurs. So during the show, the walls are literally dripping with condensation. The carpet is soaked. We're soaked. Everything is soaked. Um, so we went to go play the show and the stage is only like this high, right? So fans are right in your face. There's no barricades, totally underground show. Never should have been in this venue. Anyway, so everything's hot, wet, sweaty. As soon as we got close to the vocal mics to sing, like this far away, the electricity would jump. It would be just enough to warning jolt to go, oh, oh, I better not do that again. Right. And we were young and stupid. Right. So we kept going and we just said, hey, guys, you know, stay back on your vocal mic. Don't go right up on it because I'm getting shocked. You're getting shocked. Yeah, I'm getting shocked. You're getting shocked. Yeah. All right. We'll stay away. Well, this is a metal show, right? An underground metal show, and there's no barricade, there's no security. So half the time you're distracted, you know, wondering if you're gonna get run over by stage divers, right? So you got these distractions going on. You're trying to play well, now songs are not necessarily easy songs to play. There's super fast drumming, fast riffs, tricky vocals. You gotta like be really fucking focused. So that's where our brain is. You know, we're trying to follow the drums, do our fucking jobs, and we make it a couple songs through, uh, and then it's time for Ramsey's Springer War. This is a fucking tricky ass song for me to navigate um, because of the way the vocal arrangement is and the moves that I gotta make on my pedal board 
all in quick succession, like I pull the volume pedal back as I'm singing to hit the stop. And then there's a split second. I have to hit my lead boost button as I put the volume back in. And as I do the scream and start the solo. So it's total focus. I'm juggling all these things you know, like this. All right. Well, the way I normally did it, I could look this way down at my hand and look there while I'm singing and have my pedal in my peripheral vision that I got to hit because I got two of them. It's got to come off the volume pedal and the back of the volume pedal and hit the lead boost. And I always did it by leaning against the microphone and just keeping it right here. That way I can see because I'm leaning over and looking that way. It's just habit. Been doing it for you know years at this point. Um, playing that song live, so it's a fucking habit of set in stone. Well, you will do on stage what you've done in practice a hundred thousand times, and what you did on every night touring for the last couple of years. You will do it, whether you mean to do it or not. So I leaned onto there. <laughs> soon as my mouth made contact and it was wet as everything was dude that shit lit me up oh. um the next two i was looking up chief was leaning over me going dude are you all right are you all right and i was kind of foggy i was like eh, eh. and i'm laying flat on my back guitar is just laying there it's fucking ringing and feeding back and band is stopped People are like all gathered around. There's fucking cameras coming out. <laughs> there are all those cameras in my face, right? And so Chief stopped the show, and uh, I was woozy like for a while after that. Um, I couldn't have played anyway. But the thing of that was those little uh, video cameras that came out, people were filming me being electrocuted <laughs> and somehow this day <laughs> uh, and then put the uh, video on the internet you know it's uh kind of a horror show oh man kind of a horror show how long were you out was it just a, like a little instant knockdown did you come right um, to or were you out a while probably Five ten seconds was was out at the you know the most, but it was like groggy and stupid. Oh, wow. I might still be stupid, who knows? But <laughs> it was like words were not easy to form. I was like eh, okay. <laughs> now, in, the in the movies, you would have gotten a superpower from that. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you sh you should have gotten a better like a you know inhuman death metal vocal uh you know screech or something from getting zapped in the in the lips like that well it would be yeah you know there should be a reward if, if you go through some bullshit like that there should be a prize at the end but it's not how it works nothing just got yeah, filmed you know, the good <laughs> shit anymore. yeah well that kind of answers wow. my uh what's your most spinal lack spinal tap like moment on tour so that kind of takes care of that one too totally um one more question about touring because we like to we like to find these things out uh what, what is your most interesting or quirky request on your rider i mean special food or drink do you have flowers like mariah carey i mean what what do you have on your rider that says yeah we're fucking nile 
you know, we ask for simple shit like food and water, towels, <laughs> really extravagant requests that, you know, sometimes that's even too much for them to provide us with. Um, sometimes we're lucky we get after show pizza if we're lucky. <laughs> You know, if it's one thing we've learned, the writers are usually very just practical, like, you know, things you need to kind of just survive and get through the day kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're a, we're a meat and potatoes, you know, bottles of water. We used to have liquor on the rider, but it turns into, you know, if you give... A bunch of band guys see you know, unlimited amounts of liquor and like all night in which to drink it with no responsibilities until the next day. A surprising thing happens. Um, people will drink whatever they got on the rider that day. However many bottles it was, right? It expands. <laughs> it expands to fit whatever it was. That's what gets drank. So whether you have one bottle of liquor or 10 bottles of liquor, one case or five cases it all manages to get drank so we took it off the rider <laughs> yeah that's not conducive for a long tour yeah well now if you if you do another sorry album it could be sorry and electrocutions you know, <laughs> you know there's, there's another there's another one there for you, you go cross trilogy you know that's right the quadrilogy <laughs> yeah all right carl um we're gonna play our first game with you and this song is called or this game is called blast beats i'm going to ask you a, a simple choice or a simple short answer and i just want you to answer as quickly as possible all right all right okay <clears throat> hot dog or hamburger hamburger favorite pizza topping sausage paperback or kindle paperback of course pc or apple PC. <laughs> Favorite streaming service? Uh, fuck. That's a yeah, good one. I like that one. That's what my stumped, that's, stumped yeah. him. Or, okay. Favorite ice cream flavor? I was just by all of them. You guys, did you see the Streaming Wars uh, South Park episode? No. No. So. Okay. All right. I won't interrupt the game. Come on. Let's no, go. <laughs> Marvel or DC? Marvel. Star Trek or Star Wars? Ooh. I'm a child of the Star Trek era. So. Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster? Loch Ness Monster. Universal or Hammer? I don't know. It's a toss-up. Universal. All right. I was going to ask the, your, the favorite, their best mummy, Karloff or Lee? Karloff. All right. Your favorite movie snack? Popcorn. Duh. Favorite subject <laughs> in school? World history. Your least favorite subject in school? Science. All right. And I'm your... good at science fiction. But science. <laughs> All right. And your favorite scene from This is Spinal Tap. Oh, man. 
when he says, what's wrong with being sexist? <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Got another game for you. This one's called The Hot Seat. And this one, I'm going to name a, a band, and I want you to tell me your favorite album by that band. Now, we've had a discussion on our last show. We had our Desert Island band. So some of these I took from the list because I know some of your favorite bands by the, or albums by these bands. But here's a list. All right. Judas Priest. Sad Wings of Destiny. Scorpions. Virgin Killer. Overkill. Overkill, Overkill. The Queensryche. Queen of the Reich, the EP, the first one. It's the only one I fucking liked. Motorhead. <laughs> uh, the live albums, the uh, first one I bought. Carcass. Carcass. Uh, Surgical Steel. Dio. The first one, isn't it called just Dio? Uh, Holy, Diver. Holy Diver. Okay, Holy Diver. Yeah. Uh, Metal Church. Metal Church, Metal Church! All right. Um, Opeth. None of them. Okay. <laughs> King Diamond. This is why this is called the hot seat. It's agonizing. Yeah. <laughs> the choices. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to say, Merciful Fate, Don't Break the Oath is my favorite kingdom. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, anthrax. Amongst the Living. Okay. Mm -hmm. Megadeth. It'll either be Killing Is My Business or Peace Cells. One of those two. Okay. I've got two more. Kiss. Hotter Than Hell. Um, and the last one, Nile. Oh, well, my favorite is Vile Nilotic Rights. Hands down. It's a great album. Great fucking album. All right. Mm -hmm. Hot Seat. Nice. Nicely done. Now, uh, this this game we're going to be playing, uh, it's a brand new. I know Dreadpool's got some hesitation <laughs> on this one. So if there's any problem, I'm happy to absorb it. This is called Concert Banter Karaoke. <laughs> I'm going to play. A, uh, you can choose between. We got we got a choice between two artists. Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a clip uh, from them saying something in a concert. And then I want you to like say that back pretend to be that person saying that in the concert does that make sense i think i okay <laughs> I all right so your choice you have a choice between classic Paul Sam. Wait, before we start could we do an example run like uh montague i got you up here and dreadbulls down here and chop top you're down the bottom right did you do one and chop top Shows me how it works. Okay. Well, say, uh, Chop Top, why don't you do uh, something from Ozzy Osbourne from uh, Speak of the Devil? Maybe uh, introduce. Uh... Okay. Uh, well, Speak of the Devil, like he has his one man, he goes, 
Keep on smoking them, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you get the spirit, <laughs> right? You want to kind of capture capture the spirit of the performer and the performance. All right. So I'm the performer. Like I would be Ozzy introducing that song, or I'm the in the audience yelling uh, out. You're song. you're going to pretend to be the performer doing this, like your best imitation yeah, yeah, of this true. performer. <laughs> All see, right. look, see, I knew this was going to happen. It's, gonna, it's great. It's going to be great. Your so, choice. Rich Little could do the shit out of this, right? Because, like, yeah. he does it. Or maybe Dana uh, Carey, right? Dana Carvey? Carvey. Dana Carey? Yep. Carvey. Yeah. He could do this game. He'd be great at it. Yeah. 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 Basically, this you're is, doing an impression of another You're doing musician. an impression of, of another musician as they're doing a, a, some kind of banter. In 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 the concert, so your choice, Kong, is between <laughs> Paul Stanley or Bruce Dickinson. Oh well, it's going to be Bruce Dickinson. You know. All right. Okay. Well, I'm going to share share my screen so that you so can. He's going to play you the clip. Yeah. Let's see. The if we Bruce can... Dickinson rant. See if I can wow, what a cumbersome it. game this is. You've taken up like a quarter of the show now. With yeah, oh, shut up. What a, what yeah. a, what a right. brilliant idea this was. <laughs> All right, here's here's Bruce Dickinson <laughs> from from Rock and Rio 2000. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm playing this. <laughs> oh, Britney fucking Spears. Wait a minute, did it? <laughs> is this not playing? <laughs> Why well, I, yeah, I'm for one, I'm a little bit thankful it's not. Playing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you thought Britney fucking Spears is fucking cool, take a fucking look oh, can you... you motherfuckers, you <laughs> Can you hear it now? <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, okay, here we go. Fucking... All right. If you thought Britney fucking Spears is fucking cool, take a fucking look at Cause this is fucking metal and it ain't fucking cool. Are we gonna tear your fucking heads off? All right. There so, it is. So now you yeah, have to There's no way any of us ever gonna top what Bruce just did. I know. It's mega and awesome. Your best Bruce impression. You can do it, Carl. We have faith in you. You don't have to do the whole I've been doing an impression of myself. Like, if you guys ask me to do an impression of myself, I wouldn't be able to do that. We um, will. <laughs> well, we got an impression for you at the end of the show. We're certainly going to ask you for that. But for now, can you do Bruce's rant at Rock and Rio? Just pass. Just go ahead and pass. Yeah, I'm going to pass that ball to oh. <laughs> Dread Bull, you cunt. <laughs> oh, man. Give him the Right? So we're kind of laid out like Hollywood Squares. Right, right. <laughs> You're there, so I I can pass down and diagonal. Well, your All idea, right. Montag, you do. This it. is a great idea. You know it's great. <laughs> I yeah. picked up the okay. train wreck. Okay. All right. Well, here here's a, here's one that Carl really would rather like. get electrocuted in the lips than have to do. <laughs> this. All right. Okay. Now this this is a good one. I think you're going to be all right with. This is called Name That Festival. I like this. All one. right. Your yeah. band Nile is playing a festival with two other artists. I'm going to spin the wheel of mystery to find those other two bands. Then I'd like you to name the festival that you're all playing at. That makes sense. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. All right let me, You'll let see let the me... big wheel come up. Yeah. Where this is... one can be kind of. Does fun. it have? Am I making one up? You'll make up the name no, of the gonna, festival. You're going to make up the, the festival based on okay. the bands that are going to be in it. All right. Can you can you see the wheel? Not yet. Well, see the four of you have just uh, moved up to the top, the and Montag starts a oh, blank screen. All right, here. Do you see it? All right. I see. Okay, I'm gonna spin the first the first band that playing with Nile at this festival. Who can it be? Who could it be? Oh, oh, oh! The, the Shags. Shags. Nice. They were a sibling group, some sisters who got together oh. and they didn't know how to play their instruments, and their dad forced oh, them to play, and they recorded an album. You know, foot. foot okay, I've foot, seen foot. clips yeah. from that. Oh yeah. So we got the Shags. And who else is playing with Nile on this most incredible festival? Interesting festival. Yeah. Um, and it looks like... Oh, and Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Oh, wow. Okay, Pink Floyd mm-hmm. and the Shags and Nile. I'm going to assume the Shags are opening. <laughs> yeah, we're somewhere in the middle. Which is... <laughs> right. In the middle. So... I'd rather be on early or late, but in the middle, you just get fucked. Shags and Pink Floyd and Nile are playing at a festival together. What? <laughs> Is the name of that festival the Montague Fest? The Montague <laughs> Fest. <laughs> that right. was easy. There nice. you go. That's very good. Metal Mania. That's the fest. Montague Metal Mania. Yeah. Nice. Triple M Fest. Yeah, and I want a shag shirt uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, they still play. They still get together and play. Um, that album is uh, something something to hear. That's for sure. I've never heard of the Shags. Um, oh. I thought you were. Uh, no, no, just go, a... just go on Google, uh, YouTube. Just type in the Shags. You'll they have a whole album. Except they didn't know how to play their instruments. There's a drummer. There's a one one sister playing on guitar, um, and they sing. They make up these songs like "Foot Foot," "My Little Foot Foot." It was came out of the '60s, I think. Um, yeah, it, it's. Um, their dad wanted them to be successful. He saw the Jackson Five, and he says, "You girls are going to be <laughs> successful like that." And they're like, "Dad, we don't know how to play our instruments." He's like, "That's the I don't care. I'm going to buy you instruments, and we're going to record a record." He paid all this money to have this record recorded. They just played live, didn't know how to tune their instruments. It, it's it is a horrific train wreck, but it is somehow it's magical. It's transcendent, like, like Montag's first game. Like that's how bad it is. That's a fucking great game. You know it's great. Uh, it would be a great game if, if we had like our old tour manager, uh, Punchy Juan Gonzalez, was a master of impressions. He could have done the shit out of this game. So yeah, it is a good game, except I have no talent for impressions. <laughs> I think that would that would be half the fun. But yeah, it's hard to talk through. So I, that's all right. That's all right. Um, Carl is a really kind guy. Yes, he's thank he's you, Carl. Angry. Yeah, on my cross. Yeah, <laughs> um, we've known each other way too long to way be kind too long, anymore. Man, yeah, over yeah. Forty some years. We're, we're way past fucking nice. <laughs> yeah. It's that. Yeah, it's just it's just nut shots every time. There's just no <laughs> right. more politeness. It's just like right uppercut to the Johnny cakes. Okay, um, Halloween is coming, Carl. Uh, what are some of your favorite movies that you like to watch during uh, for Halloween season? The original Halloween. Uh, yeah, how do you go wrong with that? Um, I'm a Romero fan, right? Um, it's when, like, 
1969, by the time Neither Living Dead made it to Saturday night reruns on our local television station, every Saturday night was like horror night, right? But I would have been like five, right? So when I saw uh, Neither Living Dead, I was a very impressionable child. And this was, my parents should not have let me watch this. Because I had nightmares for months. Um, yeah, so that movie though, is actually still profoundly gets me, right? Just just the whole vibe of it. Um, the loss of humanity. Um, yeah. So there you go. I'm nice. Alex Romero. All right. Um, as a kid, what was? Do you remember like your favorite Halloween costume? Like what do you like to dress up as most? Uh, you know, I want I wanted to be a soldier, so I made my mom get me a uniform that would, you know, was child size, so I could be a soldier on Halloween. Nice. And the last Halloween question: uh, What's your favorite Halloween candy? When you were a kid trick or treating, what was your favorite candy to get? I don't remember. I don't remember what my favorite candy was on Halloween. I don't remember. I, I do remember, though, we lived in South San Francisco. So when we brought our candy home, my mom would inspect it, you know, looking for razor blades and poison and, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, we had the same thing. There we was the, always. The local hospitals would like, say, we'll extra your candy for you if you want. And then you're eating all this irradiated candy, you know? <laughs> yeah. What a world we live in. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, we, we got just a few more questions. I know our time is slowly running out. Um, it's, it's sad. But, uh, you know, this is a question about fandom. We, we're all fans of other artists, and we like collecting things by them. What is your favorite piece of memorabilia? I have a guitar strap from Enslaved mm -hmm. that Grudla gave me. Yeah. Nice. Do you use it or do you just display that? No, it, it eventually rotted because it was uncured oh. leather. So it, that was 1999 that he gave oh, it wow. to me. So, Same year of the electrocution. <laughs> Coincidence? It was a busy year. <laughs> I get electrocuted and I get a guitar strap. There are some real ups and downs that year, apparently. Yeah. Talk about extremes. Yeah. Well, we, we we follow you all on social media, and we see that you are in, in the midst of recording a new Nile album, which is super exciting. Uh, so can you tell us what is happening with that, or what can you tell us about the new Nile album? Well, we... Uh start actually recording drums in October. So right now I'm just about finished with the writing. We got 11 songs on the board. Probably can't see my war board from here, but just on the other side of that door is a big dry erase board with all the fucking song titles for the new Nile record. I, I think I'm going to write hopefully two more before George and I start. Um, we're going to be re-recording at his place in Corinth. Greece. Oh, nice. Right on the beach. He's oh, 50 wow. meters 
from the fucking beach. Wow, that sounds In horrible. Greece. Holy cow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. There's also a bar right there, uh, right next to you know where he's at. So, so in other words, yeah, you're not going to tour. You're just going to stay in Greece. <laughs> no tour. <laughs> yeah. We're just touring Greece no tour. a lot. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, oh that's, that's awesome. We're, we're excited about that. Uh, you know, so far, are there any particular themes that, that you're writing about or that are coming out uh, as, as opposed to violent melodic rights? I mean, as far as the direction of the songwriting? Uh, it's tell you. No, it's it's absolutely the right time to tell. Was, uh, I got eleven songs on the board, so I know it. I I, <laughs> I I know this record. It's it's darker and more ferocious. We we've had two years wow. of you know being cooped up, you know, working on stuff with nothing else to do but fucking woodshed. So there's a lot of pent up ferocity. In, in these songs, in, in the playing. Uh, so it's some of the most ambitious and vicious playing. That's saying a lot. That is. That's like, like that's Jesus said, the lot. last time, I mean, yeah. Final Knowledge like Rights was just so, so good. Yeah, it melted and, my face off. Like, what <laughs> like, wow. Okay. Oh, that's exciting. amazing. Um, that's awesome. We, we're look, very excited to hear a that. Quick, so. uh, just a quick question along those. Uh, as, as, as you get older, do you feel like are you still able to tap into that ferocity and that viciousness when it's time to write and record and play? Is it, is it harder as you've gotten older? You know, most people mellow out a little bit as they get older. Uh, uh, or is it still, is it still there a hundred percent when it's time to go? Yeah. A 59 year old teenager. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. We can relate. Yeah. We're not, we're not quite teenagers. We're a little more, we're adolescents. I think that's probably yeah, what yeah. Yeah. somewhere between yeah. eight and 12. Right. We're tweeners. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It awesome. certainly shows in the, in your music. Like there, there's no mellow, there's yeah. no mellowing out happening there. No, oh. Not yet. I got a side project to be mellow, you know, right, exactly. yeah, like, that's right. That's right. It's deceptively quiet. But that's just like the part in the horror movie where, mm-hmm. you know, things seem to be okay for a moment, but you know that evil is right on the other side of the door. Yeah. Nice. I love your idea of mellow. It's still dark and brooding yes. and, and, uh, and right. evil, you know, but mellow at the same time. So that's the best kind of mellow. You guys see a recent film called uh, The Black Phone, I think it was. Yeah, love it. Mm, haven't seen yeah, it. Chop Top likes it. Yeah. yeah, haven't seen it yet. Dude, what a great movie! What a great cast, and uh, the the kids mm-hmm. in that movie too were fantastic. That was just... I know, Dude, so gripping. I was yeah. like just riveted in there the whole time. I rented it. I watched it like four or five times, Carl. So I really... wow, <laughs> ah, I love it. Got your money's worth. <laughs> yep, no. bet you, well, Carl. We we didn't we made this mistake last time. Actually, having you on was the inspiration for for us asking this last thing because um, you know when we're hours up. Um, can can we ask you for a bumper? Can you say this is you know Carl Sanders of Nile? You're watching and listening to heavy metal horror, and and when you say heavy metal horror, can you do it in your death metal growl? We would just love that <laughs> so much. <laughs> All right, let's see if I got this right. All right, so 
I'm Carl. You're Carl. You're Carl. Uh, you're Carl. You're listening to Heavy Metal Horror. You're, yeah, you're watching and listening to Heavy Metal Horror. And then do your death metal growl when you say Heavy Metal Horror. Yeah. I'm going to pull the microphone up here. Oh, yeah. This is going to okay. be good. Here we go. This is going to be good. Thank you. We've been waiting. We've been waiting like 16 fucking months to, for this. After our show was over, we're like, damn, we should have asked him to do like a little bumper for us and do that yeah, death metal growl. About it, that yeah, would have been the best. Interview. Yeah, because yeah. you All joined right. us in. You joined us when we said heavy metal horror when we did our outro. With, when we heard you do your death metal growl, we're like, but a bumper? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll leave it to you. <laughs> You should never have trusted me. <laughs> this is Carl from now, and you are watching and listening to the heavy metal. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> That's We've been waiting terrible. so long for that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's great. Um, I, I didn't ask before because we're out of time. But how do you take care of your throat on the road? Seriously, like how do you how do you just not blow the, your throat out every night? Well, you got to cut back on the drinking. You got to drink water. You got to go to bed at night. The human throat needs two very important things: actual water. <laughs> actual hydration and fucking sleep if you can take care of those two things and don't get sick getting sick doesn't help you because you know once you have like stuff draining down your throat all night it gets really hard to sing the next day um so don't get sick which the icky part of that the icky truth is if you enjoy Saying hi, the fans shaking hands, meeting people, being friendly. If you enjoy that normal human part at all, well, that's where every bit of tour sickness comes from, yeah. is the combination. It's like you're the focal point of every germ that happened to be in the building that people, of course, have no idea that they're carrying because, you know, dude, we're people, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. and yeah. people share germs, whether they realize they're doing it or not. And and I never was a germaphobe, and I'm probably still not, but that's the truth of it. Uh, you will get sick on tour just from being a decent person, shaking hands, saying hello. There's a price to be paid for it, and the price is probably going to get sick. As soon as you get sick, your voice is the first thing to go. Yeah. I can't yeah. tell you how many tours I've had to, to do where halfway through I'm sick and I'm supposed to you know, roar like a beast, but all that comes out is a little mouse squeak. <laughs> That's no fun. Yeah. That's not fun. That's not the way I envisioned... <laughs> Bile <laughs> neurotic right. squeaks. Right. It doesn't have the same ring. Right. Oh. 
Uh, listen, Carl, we know you got to go. Um, I want to thank you again for showing up, uh, spending your time with us, uh, doing a great bumper, and and just for being a good sport with everything. So thank you again. Well, thank, for, I'm, for I'm, you guys are so much fun. I, I really feel uh, kinship and brotherhood with you guys. Oh, um, well, that, that means so you, much. Um, thank you. Um, and thank and you. please, you're welcome to come back anytime when the new record's out. Please just stop by or mm-hmm. say hey. Here's the new record or something. But we're going to get out of here, and we're going to invite you to bring up the horns. So, hey, you can find Heavy Metal Horror at UnsaneRadio.com. Listen to full episodes or download to your device. You can find us on Facebook, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. On Instagram, look for Montag Lewis, one word. Our YouTube page, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Uh, and we're on Roku, Hotel Metal Jam. If you know someone who'd like our show, tell them about us. This has been Montag, Master of Illusion. Chopped up. Dreadbull. And you are watching. And listening to, all right, Carl, bring it the horns. <laughs> Heavy metal <laughs> horror. <laughs> you killed the mic. Yeah, it was just was like so it brutal. was just cutting out. Oh, great, Carl. Yeah, that's Thank awesome. You. That's great. This is Doug Helbring, and you have been listening to Heavy Metal Horror, the best podcast that you've never heard before.